0: Welcome to the final episode of Fighting Climate Crisis, a special series related to the environment conducted in association with UNICEF India. I'm your host, Gitanjali Dawaka. Today, we are going to learn more about the most crucial yet simple way of fighting climate change. But before we do, are you aware of how many kilograms of waste India generates per day? Believe it or not, India generates 2 lakh kilograms of waste So in this episode, we are going to look at three simple ways of managing waste at home. Rishi Agarwal, the founder director of the Mumbai Sustainability Centre, will also join us to share his views on the topic. So Rishi Agarwal, thank you so much for joining us on Business Line's fight to, to tackle climate crisis.
1: Thanks a lot, Kitanjali and HBL for having me. And also thank you to Swatiji for referring.
0: There's a lot that has been spoken about in terms of vegetable waste and even drainage, water, whatnot. But what about broken pieces of furniture, clothes that are often torn or cannot be reused? pieces of rubber, anything like that, which are essential elements in a household, but you don't know what to do when it wears out. What do you think is the best solution to tackle these areas?
1: The fundamental rules remain exactly the same, which we were advocating 25 years back, 20 years back, 10 years back, or even in our 2021. And the fundamental rule is not to mix food and non-food waste first. Once you've done that, you've almost solved 50 to 70% of the problem. And it's actually three categories of waste. It is food waste, non-food waste, and domestic hazardous waste. So domestic hazardous waste is things like sanitary pads, needles, bandages, and all that kind of stuff. So food, non-food, and domestic hazardous waste, if you store these three separately, great work. Then sequentially going, your food waste, you can compost at home. But a lot of people have aversion to keeping waste at home and feel worried about composting, etc., So you can give your food waste to the municipal corporation separately and all your non-food waste, which is you counted three items, old furniture, clothes and some rubber items, etc. But if you look at your spectrum of waste, which you generate through the year, there are some items which you will generate on a daily basis. Those could be transparent plastic bags, which come in packaging, your dal, bread, those kind of things, which will be generated daily. What we've been advocating and which is happening now in a sense very well in Mumbai but needs to be improved a lot more is that the municipal corporation should set up a separate dry waste collection system and that vehicle should come every day or once in whatever three days and all your building societies dry waste irrespective of what it is consisting of it could be consisting of 100 different items say if your building has 20, 25 or 100 families then first thing is that your managing committee needs to take complete ownership and responsibility then that needs to transfer to the waste collection staff who need to be given separate collection bins. And within your society, there need to be separate collection areas. So your food waste will go daily to the municipal corporation. At the building level, you can set up composting. At the home level, you can set up composting. But if that doesn't happen, give your food waste separately to the municipal corporation. And all your non-food waste separately to the municipal corporation and your domestic hazardous waste separately to a separate way. Once this is taken care of, Then the food waste, even if the municipal corporation decides to put at the dumping ground, then it is going to be a lot less quantity. And the beautiful thing about food waste is it degrades over a period of time. Within one week, whatever food waste you will put over there will become from one kilo, it will become 100 grams. But ideally, it should go for composting or biogas and all your dry waste, depending upon the material constitution, because within plastic, there's a very wide variety. Your drinking bottle is a very different constitution. Your PET bottle, plastic bottle can be recycled, but your multilayered packaging, which is the wrappers, which are generated in huge quantity every day, cannot be recycled. So they have to be sent for something called as co-processing. But all of this cannot happen at the level of the individual family because people will not spend their mind in doing, first you're telling them three levels of segregation, then you tell them further, 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 that will not happen. So if they just send their dry waste to the dry waste center, then a lot of further segregation will happen over there. And we can clearly ensure that the amount of waste going to dumping grounds reduces by an order of magnitude. Currently, we are sending almost 5,000 tons per day, which is really very sad.
0: Even in something like food waste, you have subcategories, you have things that can degrade faster. there are things that you cannot include in a compost. What do you do in cases like
1: that? We need to be, first of all, very highly aware of the waste we're generating. That has to be the absolutely first step. Some categories of paper are very good for composting. So they can definitely go into the compost bin. In fact, the composting formula requires that you don't just put green waste, but there is something called as brown waste. And unless you don't match the formula, your compost bin will start smelling. So if you put paper, it might be actually good for it. But like I said, everything else, once you know that this is not going to compost, etc., you should be putting into the non-food waste. And that should take care of most of the issues.
0: Is there something that households need to have to ensure that they can minimize the waste that the household generates?
1: Well, in that case, of course, you have to be a conscious consumer. Waste management talks about reduce, reuse and recycle. Mm -hmm. And that's why the first R is always reduce. And then it is reuse, and then it is recycled. So reduce means that if you can just be very conscious about how much of waste you're generating. And very good example for me is always the program which we run called the Supply Bank of India, which we run in schools and colleges. We collect only wrappers and we invite all students to count and deposit. And the reason we ask them to count is that they know that in a year they have generated so many wrappers. And we tell them that while we have a very good system, which is not allowing these wrappers to go into the ocean or the dumping ground, it is important that they reduce their consumption itself. So if they know that they have deposited 300 wrappers, then we tell them try to reduce your consumption by 10% next year. Because a lot of it is junk food you're eating. And not just a question of the environment or waste management, but the food you're eating is also kind of junk and it's generating this packaging waste. So how can you do away with packaging waste? And now you're having zero packaging stores. But I think conscious consumerism is uh, really the answer to that uh, question.
0: The medical waste or waste that cannot, cannot lie around at your house for too long, but are part of your household. In these cases, it's a bit of a hygiene question as well, don't you
1: think? A lot of us have been advocating the use of menstrual cups. Now, menstrual cups completely obviates the need for sanitary pads. And we have so many women who are now using it and have absolutely no complaints about it. So just this one simple activity actually removes the generation of post-consumer waste. But having said that, yes, if you are generating and there are five or seven categories, then that is why the standard operating procedures have been laid down very well in the waste management rules of 2016. That if you put your domestic hazardous waste secure and it is supposed to be put in a red bag or something with a red label and it goes to your waste collection within the building and then from there it goes to the secure collection vehicle of the municipal corporation. Then that vehicle also has its own standard operating procedures and it is supposed to be disposed in a responsible manner. That's why we also focus a lot that education awareness is extremely important and should become a part of the curriculum. More importantly, at the school level, At the housing society level, the managing committees, that needs to be a very integral part. And it's unfortunate we see the law being violated. A lot of buildings keep mixing their waste. And as per the law, the municipal corporation should be fining them. So there's a lot of awareness about the laws, about materiality, about how to handle waste, about conscious consumerism. And that's the full spectrum, I think, which can handle the issue.
0: You've kept repeating the word building apartment complex. What happens to those who live in housing complexes where you don't exactly have a manager, you won't have a so-called society, you just have a colony with a bunch of people? How do you have that in all these implemented in that sort of a scenario? There is still some open space. You might have your backyard. You're tempted to just burn the dried leaves and maybe your plastic waste and get over things. How do you go about imp- implementing waste management techniques in these areas?
1: So there are a whole lot of NGOs who are more than happy to come and do these training. Besides that, the municipal corporation itself has environmental officers and officials related to waste management who can come and make these demonstrations and help set up the systems and do the initial hand-holding. But at all times, there has to be a group within those housing complexes of motivated citizens. Because there is only so much which people can do externally. Even if there are, say, 100 families staying there and just 10 families or 5 families say that, okay, individuals that we will take up ownership for this whole complex, then that is a great beginning. But if you don't have these 5 people also, then there is absolutely nothing which some of us can do externally.
0: So we've spoken about reduce. And now if we look at reuse, what are the most common ways in which we can reuse some of the household items
1: so one of the most common examples which keeps happening is people tend to use plastic bottles for storage Mm -hmm. all over again and also say your glass bottles
0: but don't plastic bottles have issues as in we have often been told that there are different types of plastic and most of the plastic bottles that you see are toxic in some way or the other how do we go about reusing those items
1: you will commonly observe those practices. Now, whether those practices are desirable or non-desirable is a different issue. And you're very right that if you buy a bottle water hmm. and you decide to keep reusing it, then there is a certain time till which it will not leach plastic into your water. Beyond a point, because this is not very high-grade plastic. So this is where, again, awareness education is important. Frankly speaking, scope for reuse is continuously shrinking. And that's why for me, I think reduce is really 60% of that three hours. And I would go 2020 to the other two hours. But we have to bear in mind that the sheer amount of waste we are generating now is just mind-boggling.
0: But why do you say that the scope for reuse is actually shrinking lately?
1: See, why do you tend to reuse? Say, 30 years back, pre-91 India was a period of scarcity and people tended to uh, reuse things like even clothes. You would wear a shirt and then instead of discarding it, give it to your younger sibling or somebody else, somebody else, etc. Because there was a shortage for books, for textbooks, etc. But in the past 10-15 years, we've entered an age of plenty. And also price reducing, too much of choice. And that has led to people not really putting any preference to reuse because you have much better options and gadgets available for that convenience. And that's why we say if you have to discard, then discard it responsibly so that downstream management of that waste is done properly and rather than it ending up in a dumping ground.
0: Is there a way by which, let's say, a family can recycle items in their own house? Or do they necessarily Uh, need to have those recycling machines to do things?
1: No, no, I don't think it is uh, because all of these machines require a certain scale and the amount of waste you will generate is so small. So recycle at the household level is impossible. The only recycle you can do is with food waste, which is to make it into compost and use the compost for flowering, etc.
0: So if you're looking at cloth waste, say toned clothes or anything with some cloth bags.
1: That would be upcycling where you maybe make some kind of uh, utility. You can make a magazine holder, a paper holder out of a old pant or an old shirt, sari, whatever. Also, one of the best reuse or recycle examples is of wiping cloth. We know that so much of old clothes actually are torn and made into nice kind of wiping cloths. And then after they become absolutely shredded, then only they are thrown.
0: So if we were to look at the ultimate solution of reduced reuse, recycling and staying healthy, In the larger scheme of ensuring that the climate doesn't change any further or is actually brought down to a cooler state, what do you think are the essential aspects that citizens should bear in mind going forward?
1: Because we didn't speak on the climate part, I'll make the linkages between waste management and climate. In a city like Mumbai, where we have 12 million people staying, every single individual is generating waste on a daily basis. And that consciousness needs to come that my waste, if not handled properly, has a carbon footprint. And that carbon footprint consists of transporting that waste, which is all the trucks which are running on diesel and generating fumes, emissions. And the longer your waste has to be transported, the more emissions. And secondly, if my food waste is getting dumped on the dumping ground, then it is generating methane, which is a far more potent climate change gas. We are still not talking about liquid waste. We've just been talking of household solid waste. But we've not talked about the liquid waste, which is sewage and sludge, which is coming out. But all of these things have impact on the climate and this climate awareness needs to go beyond slogans or beyond petitioning your prime minister or petitioning the parliament or UN, which has become a very popular online activity. People feel that if I go on Instagram and there's some nice post, I like it, then that's a good thing. But that is necessary, but not sufficient. If you look at India, 130 plus crore people, the sheer magnitude of waste which we are generating, which is almost 2 lakh kgs per day. Individually, that change starts happening and behavior starts changing. Responsibility starts coming up. So I think that is really the key to climate change. And waste, like I keep saying, it's the lowest of low-hanging fruit. Because in the climate change argument, India keeps arguing we need funds from America, we don't have funds, we don't have technology, which is completely a lie. I mean, there are 10 things which we can do right now, right away, without any great requirement of funds or technology. And waste management is clearly one of those. Composting is such a beautiful natural technology. You just need enthusiasm, you need a sense of responsibility towards the planet. So do you
0: agree that the the solution to climate change actually starts at home?
1: 100% absolutely. Each family by the choices, how they decide to travel, how much they decide to travel, how they consume products, how they discard products, a lot of things, their political views, how they petition the government, local government for policies, how they participate in various environmental issues related to the city. These are all happening very fundamentally at the family level. And once families choose to do that, I think the government will also become a lot more responsive.
0: Thank you, Mr. Rishya Agarwal, for joining Business Line on Fighting Climate Crisis. Real pleasure speaking with you. And yes, we hope to see a greener, better, and probably a more pollution-free tomorrow.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Idha
0: that was Rishi Agarwal, the founder and director of the Mumbai Sustainability Center, sharing his views on waste management at home. Stay tuned for more podcasts on our Spotify channel, Businessline Podcasts. You may also follow us on Google Podcasts and our website www.thehindubusinessline.com. Until next time, this is Gitanjali Devakar saying goodbye.